Hello, everyone, and welcome to this Nintendo Life. This is a special episode. My name's still NBZ, though, uh, but I'm here not joined by Bally because he's have, having a good, funny, jolly time in Japan. I'm joined by the original Bally, uh, my old buddy, old pal, Nick, aka Superblah411, aka Superblah with two U's. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing quite splendid. Now, by having a jolly in Japan... Uh-huh. Is he like? Does it, uh, what is his like purpose? Because he's like explore. Like, I feel like he's on some kind of grand quest, Bally. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, he is on a grand quest. I don't know what it's for. Maybe he's trying to like become gaming Jesus. I like, feel like he's trying to like 100 Japan, and like he's just going to like all of these like different like locations that have hidden things. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a an Easter egg quest, right? Like right. he's just going around trying to find stuff that's been hidden there. Oh, who's oh, hidden? You remember, you've, you've played Sleeping Dogs, right? Yes, I played Sleeping Dogs. You know, you remember like like the little shrines you have to collect. Uh huh. He's like doing that, but like yeah. in an adjacent land to where that game takes place. Yep, no racism here. No. Uh, so, anyway, uh, for regular listeners, uh, some people will know Nick, some people will not. Nick, why don't you tell people about yourself? Who are you? Well, uh, I am a. Uh, American-born German slash Irish slash Native American slash Dutchman. Okay. Uh, who decided about 10 years ago, crap, to... Yeah, I know, don't, start, don't think about <laughs> it. To start uh, messing around on YouTube and making gaming videos, um, most of which of a questionably playable franchise known as mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yeah. Um I think that's the best way to put Pokemon, actually. This is the best way to describe Pokemon. Yeah, it is very questionable. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, since then, I have kind of uh, tried to keep doing YouTube consistently, but consistently failed at that. Yeah. So... I would describe myself as doing the same, so... Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, and now I just consider myself a connoisseur of games and stuff like all right just yeah throwing a sentence enhancer there yeah absolutely uh so we're uh we're just gonna have a you know very fun very loose show here we're just gonna basically be talking about some childhood games what we played when we were younger and some of our like stories of of that stuff so i guess we'll kick it off with the first question which is what is the first game you remember playing or like the first few what what, what introduced you to video games all right, so way back, I believe it was 1993, Christmas, um, I wasn't actually allowed to play, but I was watching my brother and my sister play Sonic 2? Sonic okay. 2. And I just, like, that was the first video game I'd ever seen in my life. Hmm. So naturally, I was mesmerized. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't learn until a few years later that Sonic is actually one of my least favorite franchises in the history of any video <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. But, like, still kind of mesmerizing. What was more impressive, though, than the the thing that, uh, like, than the concept of video games, which itself was, like, pretty impressive, but the fact that my brother and my sister could not beat Sonic 2, and instead my mom beat it for them. What, really? While they watched. She That's like crazy. Whipped, she whipped through the Wing Fortress in Sonic Two like it was no problem, and I was just in here like, what, man? 
That's very impressive. I don't think my mother has ever touched a video game, so <laughs> that's, like, pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't think my mom has played one since Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Gee, your mom played Grand Theft Auto? Oh, my God. <laughs> she would watch, like, my brother play, and then, like, my mom and my dad would just, like, play when we weren't around. It was just, wow. like, one of those, like, oh, God, I hope the kids don't find out thing. Oh, really? Man, that's really cool. I wish my parents actually gave a shit about video games or something. Because degree. you know, like, they were driving around and, like, killing hookers and stuff. And I'm just yeah, like, obviously. Of course. Okay. That's what you did. Yeah, oh, and that was, that was that. But, yeah, Sonic 2 was the first game I ever saw. Mm. But the first games I ever played, I, I don't know the order of them, but they were some mixture of uh, Pilot Wings... Star so the Fox. Super Nintendo pilot wings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Zombies ate my neighbors and oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat too, and those did, were the first we, like four didn't games. We, uh, throw around uh, the idea of trying to play Zombies ate my neighbors at one point. Yeah, that game is so hard. Yeah, it is really difficult. Yeah, I think that's actually one of the hardest games I've ever played. Man, um, it, when you like compare it to like wh- at what point you played it in your life, I played it sure, a few years yeah. ago and I still couldn't beat it. <laughs> it was really yeah, hard. yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of those games are really tough to go back to, for sure. Yeah. I, I think, like, it was really hard when I was younger because I was young and I was bad at it. Now yeah, it's sure. hard because, like, if you go back to older games, you're just so used to being able to, like, move in, like, nine dimensions mm-hmm. that, like, playing, like, a top-down, like, water gun shooter with actual, like, drop distance for whatever reason is is not as easy as you might think. Yeah. So, um, was the Super Nintendo your first console then that you had? Uh, the first one that I ever played on. Yeah, I had a like. Okay. My grandfather worked like uh, he like worked around town. Like after he had retired, he like worked around. I think he like started driving a taxi for just fun because he was bored during the day. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that he always drove around worked at this electronics store. And one time, he just gave him a huge box, and it, it just had a Super Nintendo in it. And it had, like, a huge library. Like, every game that was basically out at the point. Um, Man, just, that's crazy. Just, and that was in, like, the early to mid-90s, too. So it was still relatively, you know... Yeah, like, Super Nintendo was, like, 92, right? I think. So Yeah, so it was, like, 94, 95. So um, it definitely wasn't dated at that point. Hmm. And we had a ton of games. We had, like, this, like, Tiny Toon Adventure game. Okay. Uh, it was like, yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a good one. That was a platformer that I liked. We had all of the Mario games as well. Whoa! Yeah. I almost died. Um, <laughs> Podcasting the dangerous like, sport, Nick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you got to watch out for those like rolling random fits of choking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big Mario fan. Uh, Still not, apparently, like, as got, our previous conversation it. about you not thinking that Galaxy 1 and 2 belong in the top seven Metacritic games. So. I just don't think... they're. I think they're good games. I've beaten both of them. I've raged at both of them mm-hmm. sufficiently to the point where I think our relationship with each other, myself and Super Mario Galaxy, uh, has gone to the point where I can safely say that they are good games, yet I don't think they're top ten of all time. Okay. It's, it's a controversial fair. statement, um, but you know... Everyone's entitled yeah. to their opinion. Right. Even if it's a wrong opinion. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the first one that I really played for a long time was probably Star Fox. I think it's the first game I ever beat. Oh, wow. Really? The original yeah. Star Fox? 
Uh, Star Fox, yes. One. Wow. There wasn't one before SNES, right? Yeah. No, it's that is the original first one. Star Fox. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember being super excited when I finally got the Landmaster, like to the Landmaster part, mm. because that thing was so fun to drive around. Yeah. It's great. That's, uh, that's one that I think I'll probably play through because I ordered a Super Nintendo Classic. Somehow, I managed to get one because the UK actually... People don't really care about Nintendo here, so I think yeah, it's Yeah, like that's the one of... All right, UK gets a lot of crap for having like delayed release dates and all that. Yeah. But you realize like there's... One, there's like barely any people in the UK. Well, yeah, comparatively, sure. Right. Yeah. And two, they just don't care about Nintendo for whatever reason. No, they don't. Uh, yeah, Sega was much bigger here. And there's also all these like old uh, PC stuff, which I will talk about because uh, that's like kind of coincides with my first gaming experience. So like, I think the first video game I remember playing was more, it was less video games. It was more edutainment software, you know, mm-hmm. like... My dad would buy these, like, Beatrix Potter things, which were, like, CDs that also had, like, mini games in them, but there was also, like, storytelling. And then there were these other games, which was, like, Space Quest or something, and you would, like, go through these different worlds, but you'd be solving, like, math problems and stuff along the way. So I played a lot of weird edutainment stuff on my dad's laptop when I was younger. Uh, I don't know if mm-hmm. you, like, done much edutainment games when you were I've little, but... I played a bunch. Yeah. So, Pajama Sam, you are what you <laughs> eat from your head to your feet. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what these are. But uh, yeah, those those were kind of my first. And I don't really know if you can even count those as video games, you know? Like, um, Like, it's still like this introduction to gaming. Like, yeah, it's not a bad way. Like, I, if more people would have started with these kind of education-based games, we would probably live in... A nicer world than we yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, I think aside from that, the first stuff that I remember like playing was... So my dad brought home his new laptop and he had a copy of this game that was based on the Disney movie Hercules. And this is a game that actually came out on the PS1 as well. But oh, it was... It. It, yeah, it was a side-scrolling Hercules game... Um, where you were like the first level is going through like the trials with phil on the island and stuff and Mm -hmm. there's all these like dolls you have to beat up and stuff and then there's these really cool levels that like feed or wherever where you can see like the cyclops in the background and like you're running to the foreground and background like it basically did kind of a mixture of side scroller and kind of crash bandicoot style like behind the back camera stuff um and it was all in 2d and it actually looked really good so you played this on ps1 did you yeah, I played it on PS1. I, I think I, like, rented it. I rented the game for a week. Yeah, I guess rentals were a much bigger thing back then, so that was, yeah. like, the majority of how you'd experience it. But, uh, yeah, I was really bad at it, and I only got to that other level because there was some code that I managed to figure out how to do to get there. I think it was still a password system back then. Yeah. everything was on passwords. Um, but, yeah, because I remember getting to... but, like... Um... I, I don't think that game used a memory card, to be honest. Yeah, I I can't remember. Um, but I I got to like this the Cyclops level, and I just couldn't get past that because um, I was just bad, obviously. Um, and then aside from that, like the stuff I grew up with was Amiga that was handed down to me by my cousin because he'd like grown up during the eighties and he had an Amiga and all these like tons of games. 
And so he basically just dumped the entire thing on me. And so I had this system that was super fucking old and it had like a joystick, like the, the controller was a massive joystick with like these four massive buttons. It was very like classic, like British gaming, you know, <laughs> and there was a few games that I recall quite fondly. One is called James Pond. I don't know if you've heard of James Pond before, but it's basically um. like... You play as a seal. I guess. Yeah, you play as a seal who is like a secret agent and you go around like these platforming levels. That was a good one. I think it was the second one that I played. Um, there was also Whizball, which is the one where you're this like green ball that you bounce around these space levels. I don't recall it very fondly or, or uh, you know, how it played. There's also Bart versus the Aliens, which was a Simpsons game that I think was also on mm-hmm. NES. Um, have you played that one? uh i i haven't played it but i know of it yeah so that that game is complete bullshit because i actually remember watching giant bomb play it like a couple of years back and i'm looking at it i'm like jesus no wonder i'd never even got past the first level because the stuff it asks you to do is fucking absurd and like if you get hit once there's no checkpoints you just start at the beginning again like it even plays the cutscene for the beginning of the game again that's that's brutal it's horrible it was really bad um but i remember like it being cool because the simpsons was a thing and i was like oh there's a simpsons game um so so that was a thing and then the last one which i really actually want to go back and play because it's actually available on 3ds now is afterburner 2 which afterburner was basically kind of like Star Fox. it was just a flight not flight sim game but a kind of arcadey flight game uh where you're just shooting enemies in front of you and uh you know basically you know pseudo 3d graphics but still with sprites um i don't know i I remember it Uh, i think it was on the sega genesis as well okay yeah so i think a lot of these games just like were ports and crossed over from different systems like everything like i had like aladdin for like three different consoles Yeah, I mean, the Aladdin's an interesting one because it's like a completely different game on Genesis versus Super Nintendo. Um, and then people prefer whichever version. So that's a interesting thing. It's I don't like think the, I ever played... The mechanics are different, right? It's Yeah. It's um, weird. They, they have different levels, different mechanics, all that stuff. But I, I've never played any of those like classic Disney games. So uh, Lion that. King was kind of hard, actually. Yeah, like I was really like I'm bad at platformers now. As a kid, uh-huh. I was just hopeless. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, the the Amiga was basically my first like major system that I owned uh, until the PlayStation, of course, and the Game Boy. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess those are like my first uh, games. Anything else that you can think of like when you're young, aside from the Super Nintendo stuff? Um, it was pretty much Super Nintendo, Sega, the first. Uh, like game that was like just mine was when the PS1 came out and it was actually Crash Bandicoot. So oh. I, I remember setting up the PS1. I still have the box for my PS1 actually. Um, That's crazy. Is it still in okay yeah. condition? It's probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's in like the basement somewhere so I could just imagine it's probably just like falling yeah. apart somewhere. Mm. Um, but I remember unbox like I remember it, like crystal clear just unboxing it and then booting up Crash Bandicoot, which was just so much fun to play. Yeah, uh, and I haven't played the uh, the the remake of it, but yeah, the trilogy, uh, which like, is selling I, insanely well. To, not to pardon the pun, I guess, because it's called the Insane <laughs> Trilogy. Uh, but yeah, that that thing is doing. And going back to our point about uh, the UK hating Nintendo, 
crash was massive here because the police playstation one was massive here and it has just done ridiculously well in the uk and i think that's because everyone here has nostalgia yeah also i think one of my favorite things about it was that they added like the intro stage to uncharted 4 oh yeah dude that was so good i love that moment i that's like the best marketing for like oh look see this old game that's like really cool and everyone liked well we're remaking it but here play it anyway yeah absolutely it's, and then uh, it gets it, it gets like all these like younger kids like hey this is a game let's play it so you you played uncharted 4 now i was just wondering because i you hadn't played it last time i talked to you I don't think. um i've played half of it okay you need to go back and finish that thing off. i want to i don't want to i don't want to play it unless i can like give my undivided attention to it yeah sure that makes sense because um, i feel like it deserves my undivided attention it does i was just full headphones on for that game i remember uh having finished i handed in an essay or something and i just like came home and just sat there for like six hours and just blasted through the end of that game it was really good so uh anyway that's a new game let's not talk about new games let's talk about more yeah. old games uh yeah. the next question that i kind of proposed was what's the game you think you lost the most hours to um and so okay. it's i couldn't quantify it but it would have to be a i think by default it would have to be either Pokemon Red or some version of Guitar Hero, whether it's two or three. Ooh, yeah. I, that's, I think that's a big one. Because when Pokemon Red came out, obviously I was addicted to it. Yeah. Like everybody totally. was. Like, Lou do it for years. And, like, I still speedrun it and stuff. So, yeah. Um, the, like, the meter is still ticking on that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it and then, up every day. W- w- between Guitar Hero 2 and 3, um,. Have you ever tried being? I you actually, in fact, have tried being a teenager with a Guitar Hero controller in your hand and friends. So uh-huh. you, there's just countless hours of mindlessly clicking away at you know songs on your screen for yeah. just it's it's I don't know. It was just such a craze that like pretty much the summary of high school was: Hey, what do you guys want to do this weekend? Oh, let's play Guitar Hero in so and so's basement for twenty hours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I had like too many like multiplayer experiences with Guitar Hero. It was mainly just me locking myself away and trying to play Dragon Force more than anything else. Honestly, uh, like that was it. But like we would also like you know everybody was playing on their own as well. And then like yeah. on the weekend we would just play on our own together. <laughs> mm. And like it, it was really cool because people like would be like they would try to beat their high scores and then oh, like, you can beat Jordan on Expert, and, like, that was really hard to do. Mm. So now Mikey's the cool kid, and then Mikey's a dumb butt because he can't beat Six, and um, that was Guitar Hero 2 summary. And then Guitar Hero 3, obviously, it was all about, like, uh, Through the Fire and Flames, and... Yeah. Um, what was the other... There was, like, another, like, really hard one on Guitar Hero 3. Guitar, Guitar Hero 3 had a lot of hard songs. Like, yeah. I think Guitar Hero 3 is defined by the fact that it's really got some insane shit in there. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It has, like, one by Metallica. It has... Dude, one is, like, the most chill song you're going through, and you're playing yeah. it on Expert, and you're like, this is the easiest song I've ever played. Like, and then the solo Then it goes... It just fucking changes so Dude, I would I would just stop playing it at the solo every time. Yeah, just quit. Just quit there. There's no point going on but there's like uh like santana songs in there there was um cliffs of dover which was an insane like instrumental song 
Like, I have... Oh, yeah. The thing about Guitar Hero 3 is it's not only an important game for me just because the game was fucking good. Like, I started playing the real guitar because of that game. Like, that game shaped my music taste when I was that age. Like, it's kind of crazy the influence that game had on me. And oh, actually... Before, the, before Guitar Hero, I hadn't heard of, like, 90% of these songs, so... Yeah. It was a big exposure, for sure, to just, like, be like, hey... This is some music. You should, like, broaden... The radio is not the only music that's out there. Like, you can actually listen to all these different bands and stuff. Um, So that was really cool for me. And, yeah, I think I probably spent a good hundred or so hours. Because I... There was a channel on the Wii... Because I had Guitar Hero 3 on the Wii. And there was a channel on the Wii that told you how many hours you'd played. Because this was the days before they did activity logs. And Guitar Hero 3 was the top of my list with, like, 115 hours or something. So... That was wow. that was quite a lot, um, but uh, yeah. But aside from that, uh, I yeah, like I said, I probably couldn't like a lot of my time is probably spent like watching other people play as well. Yeah, because even like a lot of my family members played, so we would play it at like family get-togethers and stuff as well. Mm. Um, like I have a lot of cousins who are like within you know the similar-ish age bracket, so a lot of like I would count my time to that as watching other people play as well. So. Um, hmm. I definitely think Guitar Hero is up there, but Pokemon Red is probably ahead by quite a bit. Yeah, see, here's the thing, like, I but, like, I, would I feel think... like that's, like, unfair for, like, anyone it... born between, like, yeah. you know, 85 and 95. Yeah, <laughs> like, Pokemon is the answer, like, is the ultimate answer, but I'm... I don't know how many hours I collectively put into, like, the second generation, because I owned all three games for that. And that was the one right. where I was really putting a lot of time in. Like, I played a lot of Blue, but I didn't, like, go crazy. Cause... See, like, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it gets scary if you start adding up all of the generations. Yeah. then it's just out of control. It, it is, absolutely. Um, but, like, the thing with... The actually, thing that I remember, I've probably put the most time in, if we're talking about franchises, probably MLB The Show. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah, because you're a big baseball fan, so... Right, like, I would play that, like... If I didn't have anything else to play, like, story-wise, that, that was just, like, my go-to game. Okay. Like, I'd yeah. probably play it for, like, an hour or two a day for most of the year, so... Um, yeah. And then, like, on Rocket League, I like, we were talking about before, Rocket League I have over 500 hours on, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's definitely scary to think about how much time you've, like, just put into video games in your life. Yeah, I know. It's It's a bit shocking. But, um, I... I think Pokemon's probably a similar one for me. The, the reason I was saying I don't think Blue is higher than my gold or silver stuff is because during the Pokemon Blue era, it was so much about like the extra media that surrounded Pokemon as well. So I was spending a lot of time with the cards, right. and I was spending a lot of time watching the anime, and like just doing all this different stuff surrounding the game, and not like focusing all my attention on just the game. Um, so yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Whereas I, when Gen Two came out, it was pretty much just the game yeah like the anime tapered off they did like the lugia film and then dante film and then like after that i don't think i'd remember them putting anything out in cinemas here so uh it kind of Uh, i think entei was the last one honestly yeah yeah because the cerebi one was coming out and then like they never or celebi cerebi god damn it (laughs) i say that because it was only coming out in japan and they call it yeah technically it's not untrue Yes, absolutely. that's all we're looking for here. 
I was uh, having a conversation with uh, Sanji the other day, and we're just going talking about how, like, back in the fifth gen days, we just all called the fifth gen Pokemon by their Japanese names because uh-huh. the English ones didn't exist yet. Exactly. And then somehow I can still recall all those Japanese names weirdly. Um, it's, even though, I think it's because of like the initial impression. Like, yeah, you didn't like. Uh, I don't know. Like there, there was nothing else to call them by. So yeah. That's, yeah. Natore stuck in my brain, still there. <laughs> so yeah, still, brains like they won't memorize useful things. No, like, of course you not. Know, it's like, like, oh, here's Natore and Burn Garu, the best wall combo of this generation. <laughs> so that's what's going to stay in my brain. Oh, yeah, boy. but not like you know. Oh, I've just been bitten by a poisonous snake. What do I do now? Yeah, exactly, and you're just exactly. like, uh, I'm going to rub dirt in it and run <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah, aside from Pokemon for me, like I'm, I struggled to think of stuff when I was younger that I really put a lot of time into. Like I remember playing a ton of Soul Calibur 2 and obviously the Smash Brothers games in like multiplayer settings. So those are probably up there, but also on PS1, like I had a pretty large PS1 collection, but I never like played a lot of that stuff on my own it was usually when friends came around i would play my playstation even just the single player games because i don't i have this i had this weird thing when i was younger i was very like scared to play video games by myself and not because video games were inherently scary just because like the threat of dying or the threat of like having to redo something was really horrible for me when i was younger i was like i just didn't want to play something and i guess like not progress or whatever so I was always very sheepish. Oh, it's like people that can't play like ranked games without like other people and their friend. Like, like I I know a lot of people that won't play ranked unless they're playing with other people. Yeah, just because, stuff like that. Yeah, they need like shared accountability for when they inevitably fail. I guess, yeah. So <laughs> maybe that was the case, or just it was like a nice safety blanket, or whatever, to have like someone to talk to. At, at this point in my life, I have podcasts which just talk to me, so that helps when I'm playing games. Um uh but uh but yeah there was this one bmx demo i can't remember what the actual game was but it was because i never owned a tony hawk game like this bmx demo was this thing that was the closest thing i had to tony hawk and so i just played this thing again and again and it had this one song that just never changed and it just kept repeating again and again i can't remember what song it is but it was just like burned into my brain for that small period um but that was a big thing back in the day just demo discs everywhere for the playstation uh, Nintendo were never really big oh, on doing dude, demo, demo discs. So. I've the demo disc was like the first time I ever played Metal Gear was on a demo disc. Um, I think like Cool Borders, which is like one of like, yes. my favorite. Like Cool Borders is great. My cousin had Cool Borders, and uh, it was one of those games that I always wanted to have and never got. Uh, but it was like the, the the sort of thing with those style of games where it wasn't like campaign based. Like it wasn't to have a story that you had to go through levels. It was just like, hey, do a run down a hill. It's fun. Uh, that was the sort of stuff I played more frequently, I guess, when I was younger. Yeah, um, I I think demo discs were like largely impactful for me siding with like PlayStation when I was younger. Mm-hmm. They, uh, um, just because like they would just come like attached to a magazine like you yeah. could just pick up a, like a three dollar magazine and they're oh here's a demo just with like four games in it yeah that's uh, it's weird and... it's weird that they don't do demos as much these days but i guess like there are so many other ways to see what a game is and whether you want to buy it like just youtube and twitch on their own have basically right. made that useless back then that was their only way to get their ga- like that was the only way to advertise their game right motion the only other way they could do it is like take like a a gamer magazine 
like Nintendo Power or something and just post screenshots of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's or even just television adverts, which were very. I used expensive, to. I don't so. remember which one it was. What, what magazine it was, but like. I would get it every month, and there would just be, like, upcoming games, and, like, there would be, like, a major game of the month that they would profile, mm. and I, I don't recall the magazine ever once, like, making me say, hey, I want this game, and so, I, don't yeah. be, I don't know if it, if it was, like, the fault of the writers or whatever, I, I just think I need to see a game being played or play yeah. them myself to be able to decide. I was definitely influenced to some degree. Well, like yeah, I, I saw um, don't really do anything for me. I saw a preview of Soul Calibur Two, and I had never really heard of it before. Uh, and I saw Necrid. I was like, "That guy looks cool as shit." So I bought Soul Calibur Two just because I thought Necrid looked cool. Like I didn't even realize Link was in it, and I wasn't super into Zelda at the time either. So that didn't really impact my decision. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There, there were some games where I was like, "Oh, that looks great," and, and that's why I bought it. But. Uh, yeah, it was it was harder to like judge what the hell a game was uh, for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, in terms of my childhood, I guess Pokemon and that BMX thing are probably the biggest time stealers. But since then, obviously, like Diamond and Pearl is like nine hundred hours of my life, and yeah, there are there are not many other games I've put like a huge amount of time into. Like a lot of them are like big single player stuff. Like I put a hundred hours into The Witcher Three, um, like Xenoblade One and Two are both like ninety hour games. Breath of the Wild, I, I, I did 100 have, hours. So. Um, I still have Xenoblade, and I haven't played them. You should play them. They're real good. I Very long. We get on that. I have yeah. so many games. I have, like, the God of War trilogy that I've never played. I've played the first two, but I got the HD one for the PS3, and it's yeah. still unopened. Boy, they, they put the HD ones out on PS4, I think, now. Or maybe it's just yeah. three. I think it's just three they've remastered on PS4. But Yeah, and... Um, like, yeah, it's, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of just like comfort gaming that happens. I think, which is like probably your your thing is with like Rocket League and Overwatch and these kind of games. And now at the moment, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, which everyone else is going crazy about as well. So yeah, I haven't played a single player game in a long time. Yeah, like, now that. It, yeah, I I can't name one. Uh, like I, other than like half of Uncharted Four that I played a f- like a couple of months ago, mm. I haven't played a single player game in, in a, like the last year pretty much because I haven't. I went through a six year period where I didn't have internet and I didn't have the ability to play multiplayer games. Yeah, I guess you're just making up for it now, like in so, abundance. Yeah, uh, and like so. that's pretty much the majority of my gaming has been multiplayer. Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. I think like generally, if you look at the industry right now so much of video games is like destiny and overwatch and like these games which are games as a service that you lock into and that you just play for like years and you don't kind of leave them behind um so yeah it's interesting sure um the next uh thing that i had on the list was games you got as presents that you didn't actually want (laughs) which i think a lot of people experience generally uh i'm sure like a lot of the time you get them and you're like, well, I have to kind of like this because I can't just say to grandma that I didn't want this game. So <laughs> just have to lump it and live with it. Uh, any standouts for you, Nick? Yeah, I've got two. One okay. one that I didn't... The first I didn't want and I didn't like. Okay. So there was this... I was in this like kind of like general purpose store with my mother when uh, I was probably like... 12 or 13 
Uh, it was like right after the Game Boy Advance came out, so there was a big right. game with all, like a lot of Game Boy Color games in it. And she's like, "Sure, get a game if you want," and because they were like on sale, and uh, like there were some games I had, a, I had a few of them, and I saw Earthbound there, and I was like, "Hey, let's this looks fun. Let's get Earthbound and play Earthbound." And uh, so I ended up putting it back for some reason, and I went back to grab it, and I gra- I one hundred percent grabbed the case with Earthbound. Okay, like it said Earthbound on the case, so my mom got it for me. And I open it, and Earthbound was not inside the box. Oh, no. And it was this, like, track and field game for Game Boy Color. And it was basically, like, you're, like, a college student who's training for, like, I don't know if it's the Olympic Games or if it's just, like, a a collegiate competition. Mm -hmm. And it's basically... You, it's like a timing based, like everything's timing based. So, like, you just, um, you know, shot put, javelin, long jump, all that crap, discus. And after you train, you have options to like rest, recover, or hang out with friends. It's basically a dating sim. Oh Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, really? Yeah. (laughs) And one of like, and like, if, if your girlfriend breaks up with you, like, your performance goes down. Oh, because you're depressed. (laughs) And I'm like, what the, I don't like this game. And uh, one of the treatments for recovery is like electroshock therapy. What the fuck is this game? And if it goes well, your muscles feel like rejuvenated and stuff. But if they accidentally overshock you, your performance goes down again. And yeah, it was the worst game I've ever played, I think. When you're talking to me about, like, a track and field game, I did not expect it to go in this direction. Yeah, this is what the game was, and I was expecting to play Earthbound when I got home. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. Oh, man. But the other game I got as a present um, was from my sister for my birthday, and it was actually Jack and Daxter, the Precursor Legacy. Ah, so the first one, right? Um, yeah. And that game I actually really, really enjoyed. Uh, it was, like, the first kind of, like... Okay. So you just, like, never heard of it before, but you got it and... No, I'd never heard of it at all, and okay. it, it kind of reminded me of playing uh, like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon when I was mm. like like probably five years prior, I think, at that point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. It just seemed like a very Sony type game to me, like kind of like adventure platforming. Yeah, I mean, it was like kind of Naughty Dog's like successor to Crash. So yeah, it was it was basically yeah. So I really enjoyed Jack and Daxter. I lo- I love the characters. Um, f- I guess the game looked pretty good for the time. So I like the characters. I like the world, and it was just fun to play. It was just one of those like mindless like. I think there was like three bosses in the entire game. But like, oh really? So yeah. that's the interesting thing about the original Jack because it's not like. Because that series kind of morphed into something else. It became more, like, dark and gritty and, like, open world and action-y as opposed to the first right. game, which is much more of just a platformer. Like, it's much more, like, you know, classic happy mascot thing versus, oh, dude. you know, where like, it went. Like, Daxter is basically, like, kid-friendly conger. Oh, wow. And yeah. that's just, like, that's what, like, it kind of, like, stuck me as. Because I had played Conker's Bad Fur Day. Okay. Um, for the N64. Are you a fan of Conker's Bad Fur Day? I I really enjoyed that game. Like it's, man, when it's they really... when, when they got to the Matrix bit when he like dresses up as yes. Neo. Yeah. That was just, like one of my favorite parts for 
um, like any video game when I was younger. It was just really fun. It's a very uh, funny game. It's really it's so weird and different. And I don't like, believe they got away with a lot of the stuff they did. If that game yeah. had come out like today, it would be catching a lot of flack by uh, oh, like for sure. Yeah, because there's a lot of like everything's more PC now. So. It's also because like you pick up the box and it's just this happy squirrel. And yeah. like most parents would be like, "Oh, this looks like a fun, you know, game for my kid," and they take it home, and all of a sudden they're like jumping off this fucking sunflower's boobs, and it's like, "What the shit is going on here?" It's so ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, Jack and Daxter was one of the gift games that I actually pretty much I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then like I played it through Jack X, which is the racing game, and I'm yeah. going to contest. I don't I'll, I don't know if this is a hot take or not. Okay. But I think Jack X as a racing game, as a combat racing game, is better than any Mario Kart game. Really? Because I think a lot really. of people contest that Crash Team Racing is the one that they would go to bat for. Um, uh, that was a good one, too. Yeah, but okay. I, I like Jack I, the style of Jack, uh, Jack X. Was I don't even think I've ever seen a single frame of gameplay from Jack X. I just heard that it exists. I don't think I've ever seen it in action. Uh, so I should it's probably... like one of the best like it has the best driving mecha- like Mario Kart does not have good driving mechanics I don't care what people tell you apart from Mario Kart start... 7 Mario Kart 7 the ultimate uh, Mario, Mario, no, Kart. Mario Kart 7 is pretty good yeah see um, I, I like I how you agree with me I don't think it's, don't think it's the best all. one though I think Mario Kart Wii is the best one. Oh no you're so wrong on that I fucking okay. hate Mario Kart Wii <laughs> we'll Mario Kart Wii is garbage for... we'll, have to, we'll have to have a Mario Kart argument yeah let's do a Mario Kart podcast where we decide what's the best Mario Kart uh, boy, we'll, we'll go. We'll we'll play off in each of the Mario Kart games and figure out which yes. one is the that's best. A, that's a good. That's a good idea for a video series. One race in each Mario Kart. I like it. Um, so, right. uh, what about you? Presents? Yeah. So Mario uh, Ke- Mario I, Kane Ashley's well, horse <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember if Mario Kane Ashley's horse riding adventures was a present or if it was. Something... I would hope not. No, because that would be really bad, wouldn't it? But yeah. like. My sister generally never got games as presents because she didn't play games. The irony was that she was the first one in our family to own a game system because the Game Boy Color had come out and my mum got that for her birthday, which was really stupid because I just ended up using it most of the time because I went to the shop and bought it with her. And while I was at the shop, I saw Pokemon Blue. And at this point in time, I'm just fucking Pokemon obsessed. Like, love the card game, love the anime. And I'm like, oh, mom, please, like, get this game for Lalsa. And, you know, she got picks up this, uh, like, Quest for Camelot game, which is, um, you know, it's kind of basically rip off of Zelda. And that's what she had to play, whereas I went about and got Pokemon Blue, and she played that game maybe once on her birthday and then never touched it again. And I think I tried it a bit, but um, yeah, that it, it was weird. So anyway, Mary Kay and Ashley's Horse Riding Adventures, which I don't, I can't actually remember what the real name of the game is, because we no, just ruined it. We just <laughs> call it Mary Kay and Ashley's Horse Riding Adventures. That's not actually what it's called. No, um, I don't think so. Um, but it is a PS1 game. And it was kind of open. It wasn't like an open world thing as I kind of talked to you about. It was like I didn't have Grand Theft Auto, so I played that. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think that was tied up with a present. I think it was, was just... Mary-Kate and Ashley Winner's Circle. Winner's Circle, yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. God, that game is actually better than it should be. <laughs> so for, for those of you listening at home and don't understand what we're talking about this game yeah. for... Uh, as kind of a joke, uh, we did a dual LP kind of of Mary Kate and Ashley's Winter Circle. Yeah, I'll try and put a link to on this channel, right? 
Well, I, th- I think this, I don't know where this video is going. This will probably go on my channel as well. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'll put a link in the uh, iTunes description and in the YouTube whatever to yeah, the... Yeah, that's, it's... Uh-huh. It's it's an experience. It's yeah, it's special special video. Uh we did three yeah. of them actually, three parts of that. So Yeah. Fun times. Uh but aside from that, so here's one that Bally always reminds me of that I don't actually remember happening, but apparently for one of my Christmases I was bought the Xbox game Bounty Hunter, which was a Star Wars game where you played as Django Fett, I believe. Um, but it was an Xbox game, and I didn't own an Xbox. I only had a GameCube. <laughs> so, so I got this Xbox game. I'm like, wait a second. I can't actually. This, this disc is too large for my GameCube. I can't put this in there. Um, so I think that probably ended up getting returned, and I don't know what I got uh, instead. But that's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, you know, parents try and aunties and uncles try, but video games yeah, sometimes... Yeah too complicated a couple of those yeah um luckily people keep receipts and so that was i think easily able to be swapped over um but aside from that it's hard for me to think of like ones that i got not necessarily wanting like there was a period of time where you know my parents would just buy games not really knowing what to get so for gamecube one year i got wrestlemania x8 and i also got um I can't remember what the football game for GameCube is called. This is football? No, that's this is football was on PlayStation. Uh, I, Red card. The only one for Red card. I, I don't think I've ever played. I've only played like three games on the GameCube. Oh boy, yeah. I own a GameCube. I that's crazy. Played, yeah. How have you only played uh, three games I, on GameCube? It, uh, well, all right. The the two Pokemon like Coliseum and Gale of Darkness. Sure. Yes. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melee and Double Dash. Okay. I mean, you know, as far as, as far as GameCube games go, those uh, are pretty no, significant. I played Animal Crossing as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, my first Animal Crossing was the DS one, so that's where I have all my Oh, I'm an memories. idiot, actually. My favorite game of all time is on the GameCube, but we'll get to that later. Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, uh, yes, uh, so you, I... What was I fucking talking about? I completely forgot now. <laughs> Present um, games, uh, battle bounty hunter. Yes, re- re- yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and uh, and Red Card. I got, and they're like they're not the kind of games that like these days. I there's no way I'd buy a wrestling game these days. Um, but it was the thing that you know I got this and I played it, and I actually I kind of liked wrestling games back in the day because they were really big on character customization. And I remember for one of my birthdays, like my friend being around and us just sitting around playing. Uh, a ps2 wrestling game and just creating the most ridiculous character possible just going nuts with the customization and so that was something i was really into and so i did i played quite a bit of wrestlemania xa on gamecube and then red card is just the most fucking absurd football game ever made like you can play as teams that are completely ridiculous like aliens and dolphins and it's just you you're encouraged to basically foul everyone so you can just like punch the goalkeeper in the face and it like counts as part of the gameplay <laughs> like it just it's oh, just okay, absurd okay. and it's, it's basically like there's a, a series uh like there's nfl um blitz nhl yes. uh hits i think it's called and like uh there's like those games for like all these different sports where basically everyone's just like wild and just they fight instead of play the game most of the time yeah there's just like no rules basically yeah and then uh i think the the hockey one there's like this code you can put in and it turns like everyone into like sharks it's really weird. yeah 
So, so red card has like actual like teams which are literal dolphins just walking around. The field. Picture a dolphin walking, let alone kicking a ball. It's so weird. It's so weird, but it's awesome. Like I absolutely loved it because it, like I enjoyed football back in the day. I really don't care about it these days, but. You know, it was a cool twist on a formula that I think just got stale with all the FIFA entries, you know, again and again. So, um, yeah, I guess those are kind of two games that kind of like came out of nowhere. I'd never heard of them before, but I ended up really enjoying them and having a good time. So, so it did happen, I guess. Um, yeah. so I guess now let's move into um, our childhood memories, like particular things that we can uh look back on and be like hey that was a cool moment when i played games when i was younger um what do you got nick all right um the first one that sticks out to me is i'm gonna go back to pokemon red for a second but like Mm -hmm. not too long uh was just when because when i went to get it in april of uh 96 96 90 uh 98 maybe because no, Pokemon definitely. came okay. out in Japan in 96. The first time I ever played Pokemon was actually before it came out. Okay. Uh, my friend had an emulator. It was called the Rue emulator. What, in 96? He had, he had a Pokemon Green game. What uh, the it was fuck? In, it was in Japanese. And the game hadn't had a language pack. So it was just all these like botched characters. Yeah. Like, there's just no text to it. And we were playing through Pokemon Green and we actually managed to get like up to like Silphco without and then we couldn't figure out where to go that's crazy because um, i remember so like there was a lot of like knockoffs and hacks that had a bunch of like unreadable characters but you know this yeah was this like, was just it was a legitimate emulator a legitimate emulator uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah people were like really because we wouldn't it was just uh he and i would play uh in school like whenever it would rain we would have like recess where we would go outside and play, but like if it were raining, we'd stay inside and use the computers, and we would just play during that, and we would play, and people would watch us, but we just wouldn't tell them how to get it. Wow, it's and real. they were just so Big jealous move. for years. <laughs> and um, but yeah, when when red like I couldn't get red because it was sold out everywhere. Obviously, finally got it around the time of my brother's birthday when it was like supposed like i wanted to get it for my birthday which was like a month and a half before uh so i it was completely unexpected because my dad had brought it home and he didn't tell me about it so um i guess i could have put that uh that in the uh the present list yeah i didn't expect Hmm. um but it was just like me running around the house trying to find four double a batteries for this big brick of a game boy that i had Nice. And, like, I just remember, like, looking for the batteries, like, dumping out, like, this, like, cabinet full of crap looking, and I found, like, a single battery in there, and I was like, ah. And, like, I ended up, like, stealing my sister's CD player to take batteries out of it. Oh, my. And she was so mad at me, because she, like, wanted to use it, and I just wouldn't give the batteries back. Well, you needed um, them, so. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, one of my favorite memories was in Kingdom Hearts 1, when... I I was, like, probably 12 at the time, and I finally beat Sephiroth in the game, and he was, like, ridiculously hard. Um, especially Is he, like, a these. secret boss or something? Yeah, he was, okay. like... A, he, and he had, like, all of these, like, one-hit kill moves and stuff. Yeah, I mean, and... it sounds like Sephiroth. 
Actually, yeah. the, the actual Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII, I don't actually think has a one-hit kill move. He just has a, an ultimate that is just stupid. But uh, it's not a one-hit kill move. It he lowers your health to one. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, Man, that that move sucks. Yeah. So I, when I finally beat him, I think that was like one of the most like gratifying video game moments I had. Mm. Um. Nice. So that's a that's a good memory for me. Uh, um, also, I'll- I think like. Just playing, like, Mario Kart 64 with my siblings, because, like, we never really talked much. Yeah. Um, when we were younger. So, just playing, like, Mario... Like, my, my older brother... Because both my siblings are older, so, like, they talked a lot more. Okay. And they were just like, ah, oh, let's just ignore Nick. He's the loser. Oh. And, <laughs> and so, like, when MK64... Like, when we got that... Um, that's where, That's the one thing I think Nintendo did a lot better, was, like, the multiplayer, the, like... The multiplayer was more... Yeah, it, I mean, it was just out of the box, it was a focus, because you had four controller ports versus the PlayStation's two, so... Right. They were basically saying... So we saying, would play just... Uh, we, we always had somebody staying with us, too, like one of my siblings' friends, so like we were always just four-player Mario Kart 64. Were you a GoldenEye household as well? Do you play oh, GoldenEye? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Um, but yeah, just like those kind of memories in general, I think, are the ones that stick out. Um, like when you like beat like a really hard game after trying for like a long time, especially yeah, when you're younger, for sure. Um, and then also I think just uh, Pokemon Diamond was a big one too. Yeah, so one of mine is tied up with Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. It's because how I got Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, which I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast. You probably have at some point, but it's it's the idea that uh, we were in the UK, and so Diamond and Pearl was delayed here until like July. Like it came out in April in the states and. My dad was going on a business trip and he happened to be going there and I was like, oh, me and my two friends want to play this game and the DS was region free. So we asked him to like pick up copies. And so he did. He came back and he actually drove to school like during the day and both of my friends were there and like I handed them the copies of the game. And later that day, we were supposed to basically all be out and, you know, doing this thing where it was like a CCF thing, basically, where there was like a marching band and everyone had to be outside. And I was out there on my own. I was like looking for them and I couldn't find them. And so I go back to like our study later on and I knock on the door and the door is locked. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I hear them like rustling and then they like unlock. The- this sounds really bad. They unlock the door and they're just both sitting inside there playing fucking DSs, like their new Pokemon games. I'm like, guys, where the fuck were you? And they're like, oh, we were playing Pokemon and then we forgot we we're supposed to be at this thing. So we just like stayed here and locked the door so no one would find us. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, so, so yeah, that was an entertaining thing that happened when Diamond and Pearl first came out. Um, and we managed That's to get access to it. hilarious. Yeah, so... Uh, when I first got uh, Pokemon Crystal, I, I actually didn't know Pokemon Crystal was a game. I thought it was just Gold and Silver. I, did, I had not known... It was probably out for like four or five months at the point at the time. Yeah. Um, just because like it was so hard to get news back in the day. Like Yeah, news... Unless really, really... you saw a commercial for it on TV... You weren't, you didn't know. So, uh, my friend had Pokemon Crystal. I was like, whoa, what's this? He's like, yeah, it's the third game, bro. And I was like, dude, I didn't even know this was out. I ended up trading it with him. So he gave me his Pokemon Crystal for, and I kid you not, I gave him a copy, not a copy, the only one of my sister's Britney Spears CD. What the fuck? <laughs> Because, I don't know, he was, like, super into Britney Spears, and his parents, like, wouldn't let him have the CD. Really? 
Wow. So I traded it to him. Oh my and god. And my sister was just like she she had got it as like a whatever thing. I don't think she really cared. She yeah. Was, was she gone. wasn't a big like Britney Spears fan, I guess. And he was just like, Yeah, I'll do that, sure. That's crazy. And that's how I got Pokemon Crystal and the Pokemon trading card game actually, uh, for the Game Boy Color. It oh nice, yeah. One. That's a that's a good game. So he must have really game. wanted that. That was a yeah. That was a more one of my more fun memories. I think. I wonder if he looks back on that trade now and thinks, "Man, I made the wrong decision." Probably. Uh, oh dear, that's great. Um, I I liked Britney Spears, uh, in a way that was I don't know. It was I had her first album for whatever reason. I think then, everybody did. My yeah, brother definitely did. Yeah, you know she was she was good when it started, and then I don't know. Things happened with Britney Spears. Uh, so I guess other Pokemon stuff was like sleepovers all the time I had with Pokemon, which was a big deal. There was also like moments where there was like six people all playing Pokemon at once in one house. And I remember trying to fight someone with a Mewtwo and I just got decimated. I was like, what the fuck? How's this one thing killing me so easily? I just didn't understand because I had like all these level 100s that I'd hacked basically using the, you know, missing no trick and all that shit. Um, and I just couldn't beat this guy's Mewtwo. And I was like, this is really annoying. There was also during that time when we were like first starting to learn swear words. So I was being super edgy <laughs> and I remember going into the cave, whatever the, I can't, you know what the cave's called at the end of uh, the Cerulean Cave. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I caught a Kadabra, which was really high level and I just called it fuck. Cause I was like, yeah, that's, yeah, look at me. I can name my Pokemon. This awesome. Man. I'm so awesome. So You're basically a Call of Duty player. Yeah. Cause I think what happened was I got destroyed by that Mewtwo and I was like, oh, I, I need to go get this Mewtwo that's in the cave because i hadn't got it yet at that point um and so yeah on my journey i found a cadabra caught it and called it fuck so <laughs> yep go me that was that was real clever um but uh yeah, speaking of like sleepovers we used to have one to play um smash 64 a lot oh nice and i remember one in particular we were trying to unlock luigi and it took us like most of the night to do it oh really i ca- yeah. how hard was it to unlock luigi in 64? i don't remember the unlock i don't remember what you had to do to unlock him but it was uh, I think, like, one of them was, like, beating board the platforms with a Jigglypuff. Uh-huh. And that one was, like, super hard. Yeah. That's... I, it's weird, because I own Smash 64 through Virtual Console, and I don't think I actually have all the characters unlocked, because I'm sure there's, like... I think you can unlock them just by playing enough matches, but there's, like, other weird ways to do it as well. Which is one of those things I kind of miss from Smash Brothers, because in Smash 4, there wasn't any, like, super weird ways to unlock characters. Whereas in Melee, there was, like, so yeah, many Yeah, it's called fucking... a credit card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, like, oh, god damn it. I, I enjoyed, like, unlocking characters. It just it gave you some sense of achievement. But... Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, 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 it's funny you bring up unlocking Luigi, because that's also kind of tied to one of my me- memories with games, is I was at Bali's house playing Melee, and we were trying to unlock characters, and he had... Because uh, the internet wasn't, like, super big back then, so it was hard to, like, look up how to unlock people. And he had a magazine that told you, like, how to unlock everyone. And we were trying to figure out Luigi. And what you had to do was beat, like, the first level of adventure mode and have, like, a two-digit in the correct place at the end of the clock when you cross the finish line. And then Luigi would appear and you'd fight him to try and unlock him. And we'd just been trying forever and ever to, like, beat him. And, you know, we couldn't because we were all really bad. And he was hard as a computer, too. Yeah. Especially as a kid. He was difficult. Uh, and eventually, yeah. Bali beats Luigi. 
and he just fucking erupts. He just fucking screams and starts running around the house, like shouting his head off because he'd unlocked Luigi. It was the most over the top reaction I've ever seen in my life for anything. And uh, it was just so ridiculous because it was just like, it was so easy to unlock Luigi. Like you just had to follow the instructions and do it. But for us as like kids at the time were like oh my god this is a monumental achievement and he, i just his mom was like what are you doing like it was really strange uh but he just ran around the house screaming his head off uh, so that's like oh, seared valley. into my into my brain yeah um and yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of like other ones another one which is kind of like more tied up with like marathon gaming sessions was spider-man 2 when that came out on gamecube oh, um game. bali got it and we were at his house and we played it for like seven hours straight and then we had a sleepover and then i woke up the next morning and he was like i, I can't i think we we're just organized for me to go to his house then him to come to mine so we went to my house and then we just played it for another seven hours straight it was just <laughs> like this marathon session of doing nothing else but playing spider-man 2 um that game was so good it, it was like it didn't even matter what console you played it on it was on gamecube ps2 and i think it was on xbox as well yes but it was good on it was just it was just a really well-made game yeah and there really hasn't been a spider-man game to challenge it since which is why i'm hoping this new one from insomniac is gonna hopefully do that you seen the uh trailers for the new one yeah i have uh yeah it looks uh looks pretty good there's, there's yeah, some quick time I'm stuff hoping. which i think people uh, are a little bit iffy on but aside yeah. from that I, I think they have like super high standards too yeah insomniac are a really good studio they make very good games so uh, so one of i think not, not really so much a memory. It wasn't that long ago. It was probably six or seven years ago. Um, but one of uh, like my favorite series as a kid was Zoids. Yeah, can and... you? So I knew this was going to come up. So can you please explain yeah. to me what the fuck Zoids is? Because you always talk about Zoids, and I'm like, okay, what okay. the shit like, is Zoids? Basically, it's like these kind of robot-y esque animals that are like kind of alive but not really alive okay but basically people pilot them um so they're gundam <laughs> they're, they're, they're like kind of like gundams based on animals okay um and they competitively fight each other with them mm. so like they'll have teams of three and they'll go into combat and you know obviously if you knock out your was this like a, a tv show or something back in the day is that it, what was, it was yeah okay. yeah it was and one of the games was called Zoids Battle Legends for the GameCube. And it, I, I was really, like, I, super into the game. I loved the show. I loved the game when I was younger. And then I found out that they had made... Uh, that was actually the second one. Uh, the first one never got an, uh, an American release. And the third one never got an American release. Uh. But the third one was supposed to be, like, this amazing game. The mechanics are awesome. They added, like, flying Zoids into the game, which was just not possible like they had flying zoids in the one that i played but like they would just hover off the ground okay and figure out how to make them fly um and i was like oh cool i have gamecube uh let's see if i can like region hack this bad boy uh-huh. and get zoids versus three that's what they called it gamecube in- i remember was like pretty easy to change the region it wasn't just like a, fl- a yeah. flip that you switched a switch that you flipped or something um, underneath but- it but the game was selling used for like $280. That's so absurd. I, <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
And then you remember that like long odyssey I went on to hack my Wii U or my Wii? Yes, yeah. The regular Wii back in the day, like before I used all of the infinite blue shells on you and Mario Party. Uh, Fuck that! Uh, (laughs) That must be in your top gaming memories, screwing me over. Yeah, it's one of them. It's pretty good. Uh, I actually I had I homebrewed my Wii for the purpose of playing Zoids versus Three because you could region free it. Right, because there was no, like, block like, sure on it. Sure enough, it became one of my favorite games of all time. Wow. Um, just out of, like, enjoyment for the series. But also, it was just a very good game as well. Um, and I still don't... I, I, I can't read a single word of the game because none of the text is in English. So so but, those second two games are basically um, Japanese-only releases. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so, like, just, like... It took me a really long time because my Wii version number was, like, a weird version number, so... I had to go through like a whole bunch of extra crap and it took me like a good two weeks to actually get my Wii working and like just like it finally working and then the game actually living up to the hype was a really big thing. And there's like nothing online about the game. Yeah, like, it's it's one of those things like the only person I ever hear talk about Zoids is you. <laughs> like that's where I know it from. Like honestly, I, I can upload a video, like I uploaded a video of me playing it and it, it still gets views because it's like the only one. Yeah, because no one else on YouTube is like making videos about Zoids, so. No, but they should be. You all should be. M- Nick, maybe this is the thing. This is where your career takes off is the Zoids YouTube scene. You gotta do is, it. Is a, is a 14 year old Zoids game. It, absolutely. That's what people look. People care about niche games. Niche games can do well, you know. So it is possible. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That's pretty much it for my memories. I okay, think I'm out of memory. My memory is all gone. Yeah, I know the memories just seep away that's over the true. years, don't they? Just I just want to, you know, not have this podcast be like, you know, fourteen weeks long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could go that. Long. <laughs> we probably could do for sure. Um, there's another one that I want to bring up, which is tied to Pokemon, but also just like general games, whatever. It was a sleepover for one of my friend's birthdays. And this isn't really, I mean, I guess this was during the time when I first beat Pokemon Gold. Like I got to the Elite Four and finished Gold for the first time. So like that's kind of the era around when this was happening. But this memory is really to do with games. My friend got a paintball gun for his birthday, okay? So he gets this paintball gun, and he stands out in the field. He lives out in the country because he moved there for whatever reason. And we're all standing in this field, and he's like, okay... I need to test my paintball gun. All of you stand there. And I'm going to shoot at you with my paintball gun. <laughs> so we're just like standing there in this field. And our friend is just taking this paintball gun and like systematically shooting us with it. <laughs> and I'm like, why is this happening? Like, how did I get into this situation? And I can't remember. There were some weird rules about it or some bullshit. But I ended up being like the last one standing there. And I just got like... Uh, hit a bunch with balls. It was really terrible. I don't think they they actually had like paint inside them. They were like test ones or whatever. Um, oh, okay. so so I didn't um, like those things can ruined, hurt but... sometimes. Yeah, they are fucking painful if you get hit in the wrong okay. place. My bro- we used to have them as well, and my brother played pretty seriously. But he was also a really big douchebag. He literally put a bag of paintballs in the freezer so they were frozen paintballs. Fuck that shit. I had bruises all over me and it hurt so bad. That's fucking And then he wore this like swimming vest under his shirt. So whenever I would shoot him it would just bounce off him and it wouldn't (laughs) break. (laughs) He would do the worst he would do the scummiest things ever. Man. I stopped playing paintball so fast. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any paintball video games. Like the closest I can think oh, is Splatoon, I'm sure there are. which is like no, it's not I'm paintball, pretty sure there's but... like these like these like lower. How what's the? I don't know. I don't even know how you would even. Yeah, say just it. just like second tier kind of games. Yeah, yeah. definitely not AAA games. Yeah, like kind of the THQ sort of level games. Yeah, they're like they're like lowercase a games. Yeah, exactly. There probably are a bunch of those out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But those are a lot of the significant ones. Um, yeah. So I guess to close this out, I, I put up a question that I haven't really thought about myself. But is there a childhood game that you think holds up today the most out of, out of all of them that you uh, remember? You talked a lot about Guitar Hero. Yeah, that holds up pretty well. The thing that I think doesn't hold up about Guitar Hero is, especially the Wii game, it was built for SDTVs. So playing those on TVs these days, you have to like adjust for the Just lag. Input lag, yeah, yes, which sucks. I, like I would get so frustrated because I thought I was getting worse. No, yeah. And then I realized, wait, there's input lag on this, and that's why I can't use the stupid wireless controller that came with World Tour. Yeah. Because wireless controllers just make it worse. So, like, I refuse to play unless I can get a uh, like a Guitar Hero two wired controller. Mm. Like, I will not play it unless it's wired. Need that precision, sure. Need it. Like, I'm an elitist when it comes to my Guitar Hero. Absolutely. If I'm gonna <laughs> fail one, if I'm gonna fail the solo of one, I want to do it wired. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, one of the older games I think holds up really well is Street Fighter two. Yeah. Sure. Um. It's just, it was just like a really solidly made fighting game. Like if you want to play a fighter, Street Fighter Two is still one of the, like a really popular one to do. Yeah, it's a benchmark for today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think Kingdom Hearts Two also holds up. Mm. Not the first one. The the mm. first one doesn't really hold up too well. See, I was wait. I was waiting to discuss Kingdom Hearts with you because we were talking about wrong opinions. So. <laughs> yeah, the first one. I really enjoyed and I will like it's obviously one of my favorite games a lot of yeah. reason for it being nostalgia sure but mechanically the first one was not very good uh, yeah Kingdom Hearts 2 I think is a lot better mechanically and holds up a lot better I I do want to get to them for sure and I think yeah I will. and also God of War too God of War was pretty good okay yeah and and um, you know they've remastered a lot of these games now like Kingdom Hearts is all available on PS4. Yeah, I'm sure there I haven't played the uh the you know 60 FPS versions yet. Right. So they were 30 originally? Yeah, they were 30 originally. That's it's nice that they've done that. Actually them them putting it in 60 FPS caused a lot of new like game breaking glitches and bugs. Oh, interesting. Um so they're actually they're like they roll out patches like pretty frequently for uh, the collection HD remakes, yeah, yeah, just to make sure they work well, and they've done. They actually been pretty good about it, so uh, people are pretty happy with them and their patching. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think like if I had to pick one, it would probably be like either uh, Street Fighter Two or Guitar Hero that hold up. Like that, you can just like pick up, and you're like, okay, this is the game I remember. Yeah, and I can still enjoy it now. Yeah, that makes sense. I think like yeah, like. For like as a like a direct contrast, like Mario Kart sixty four does not. Hold oh up. yeah, Mario Kart sixty four is among the worst Mario Karts. I think the the yeah, things that I have fond memories about that game is all to do with the battle mode because that's the one thing where I, I think it's more of the the like the social aspect of it. Just yeah, with friends. Also, Goldeneye. And... Like generally, any N sixty four game I don't think holds up particularly well. Um, yeah. So. 
I think Mario 64 probably is one of the better ones. Like, that and uh, Ocarina of Time, like... I still have not played 64. Maybe I should get on that. I So, I play the DS version. Um, yeah, um, Smash 64 holds up. Yeah. People obviously still play it competitive. Yeah. Um, For me, a lot of GBA games are the sort of things I was playing a lot when I was younger. That... I couldn't say the Gen 1 Pokemon games hold up, because they no. don't really hold up to anything. They're just they're just 2D RPGs. So. Yeah. It's, it's funny, because um, Bali played... Uh, read last year and he enjoyed going back through it but it was interesting like talking to him about it because it feels very traditional jrpg in a sense that the pokemon start to move away from like the dungeons feel much more like traditional dungeons like you go into this place with a bunch of like unnavigable areas that are really complicated and you get lost in like the Silfco building or whatever the the hideout that they have is just like the maze of you know going on these floors that lead you to different areas it was just ridiculous um so so yeah it's interesting i think i think the reason like when i think rpgs i don't think pokemon yeah exactly because it doesn't feel like an rpg i think a big reason for that is because of the repetition like i've played so many times that there's this i don't get that sense of like getting lost right having speed like done speedruns of red for you know a long time Mm mm-hmm I know every like you know every step to take to get through the game as fast as possible. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't really feel that way. So, just like the newer games don't really feel like RPGs either. They just feel like more like it's like its own genre, pretty much. I think. Yeah. So yeah, for me, I think uh, stuff like like some of my favorite games, which are the original Fire Emblem and Metroid Fusion in particular. And it's interesting because I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Super Metroid still holds up to this day. But the thing I contend with Super Metroid is it does not control that well. Like it feels much more finicky. It's not as tight or as fluid as the later 2D Metroids. And so Super Metroid, its game design is fantastic, but as an experience to play today, I don't actually think it holds up that well. I think it's one of those games that would really benefit from a remake. Whereas something like Metroid Fusion, despite the fact that it's like less exploration based and it has all the story stuff, the mechanics of that game are so good, even today. Like they're so tight and fluid and snappy and it just feels nice to play that game even in twenty seventeen. So that's the sort of thing. Yeah, Super is the only one I've ever played. The only Metroid game I've ever played. Uh what do you think of Super Metroid? Uh I'm not really big on that genre. Okay. So yeah, it's, yeah, I, I understand why people like it for sure. Just, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not my genre. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Those, I think, those are kind of the ones that I think of the most. And I think, like, if you're talking like GameCube era onwards, generally, it's pretty easy to go back to games like that. Um, the N64 is a weird generation. Yeah, I think because we're still on. Yeah, we're still on. I think it's because like that generation PS2, uh, GameCube they have this more 3d movement that you're more comfortable with now yeah like you're they they introduced being able to move in like pretty much any direction Mm -hmm. which is why i think mario 64 holds up pretty well because you can do that there as well yeah uh whereas like when you go back to older games and you're like oh um like the early ps1 games didn't even have joystick compatibility have you tried to play tomb raider recently the original tomb raider because boy that game i played tomb raider 2 a couple years ago and it's just those games are awful they're unplayable like the new tomb raiders are such masterpieces in comparison oh god they're so good oh i love the new tomb raiders 
Yeah. Have the, you played Rise yet? So, the second one? I have, yeah. Nice. And those those are like... Actually, the newest, like the original Tomb Raider reboot was the first game I ever played on... Uh, the first PC game I had played when I got my new PC back when it came out in like, 2012. I did that as well. <laughs> I remember. Was, and I didn't I didn't even have a graphics card when I played it. Oh, really? And, huh. Yeah. So then I had to replay it again with my graphics card because it could like I could put on like like the nice hair. Yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. Trez so, effects. Like, oh my like, god. Oh, Trez yeah. effects is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like that tanks yeah, your uh, GPU crazy. So like once I got uh, my GPU, I had to replay it again in in better quality. And then I played Dishonored right after that as well. Yeah, those are those are some great games for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think like the last five years we've had like a ton of really really good games. Yeah, it's been fantastic. This year in particular has been really good. I, you've been playing a lot of stuff. You've said like online multiplayer stuff. Aside from, I like, haven't played anything. This is has been like the biggest year for video games, yeah. especially single player games, and I haven't played any of them. Yeah, so like Horizon came out, and you know Zelda and the Switch. I haven't played Horizon. I haven't played Zelda. I haven't played. Nier came out, Nier Automata, people are talking about. Um, yeah. But you've been playing, I guess, what is like the biggest breakout hit of the year, which is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Um, That's so. true. Um, definitely early access. Yes, 100%. But also, yeah, but also very, very fun too. And it's just like this, it, it gives a lot of control to the players. And yeah. And I think that's something that games don't do it's it's one of those well concepts which i've always been especially shooters yeah it's one of those concepts i've always been a fan of because i always back in the day when we were playing like minecraft together i was always like oh we should try and do one of those hunger game servers because like that's the sort of thing that i i like like ty- basically making a meta game out of the game itself and then player mm-hmm. unknown's battlegrounds comes in it's like no this is just the game like it's literally that yeah yeah um, um it's really cool i think like most shooters like overwatch they have these characters and like yes or they'll have these like gun loadouts like titanfall will have like loadouts right and you have to choose and like this is what you get mm-hmm. uh player unknowns lets you you know you find items yeah you find whatever you kill people and take their stuff. Speaking of like Goldeneye, it's kind of like a throwback to stuff like that, where on Goldeneye you'd go around the map and pick up new guns that were just lying there and stuff. So yeah, yeah. So and I think cool. that's one. Like looting, like I said, looting is probably my favorite part of the game. Mm. Like the fighting is an afterthought for sure. And um, like just driving around the map, doing ridiculous things is really fun too. Yeah. Is uh, anything else you've been playing before we close this out? Um. It's pretty much been that. I feel like there is a game, and I just can't remember it. Uh, there's a free to play shooter. I don't. I haven't really played a lot of shooters in my lifetime. I'm not really big on shooters. Yeah, neither am I. There's a free to play shooter called Black Squad that just came out, and it's basically like a Call of Duty, like Counter Strike type of game. Yeah, just like a basic shooter. Um, that's like really. It's actually pretty fun. It's you just get right into the game and play, and there's none of this like hubbub about you know people there's like no voice chat so people don't yell okay for crap yeah um i've been playing some borderlands 2 recently oh nice again for like the 900th time i should play some borderlands 2 with you because i've never played that game and that game is supposed oh, to be good in co-op it's so. really fun multiplayer too yeah uh gubs actually recently got it too oh we should so. all hook up and play that yeah it sounds fun uh, I I think I like recently rebought Sleeping Dogs and Shadow of Mordor. Those games are both really good. I'm a fan of both of them. I had last time I played them, I didn't actually own them when I played them, so 
So correcting yeah. uh, past mistakes, of course. <laughs> right. Uh, the Steam sale was pretty good this year. Yeah, it was it was good. I picked up a few things. I got Hollow Knight um, and and a couple of other things. Yeah, so. I've I've seen a lot of people playing Hollow Knight on my friends list. It's really just, good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, once in a while I'll look, I'll peek at my library and I'll see No Man's Sky on my on my list and I'll just shed a little bit of a tear. Oh no, you bought No Man's Sky? Oh no. Nick. And I and I'll just remember every day for the rest of my life uh-huh. that I missed the return date by one day. Oh no, I couldn't uh. gotten a refund, <sighs> and uh, it didn't happen. Well, it just didn't happen. I think if there's any other way to close this podcast, it's on disappointment about No Man's Sky. <laughs> uh, so, Nick, where can people find you if they want to follow your stuff? Uh, they can find me on YouTube and Twitch um, at Superblah. Actually, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at Superblah with two U's. And it's all the same link. Sweet. Kind of. And yeah, and I've had a lot of fun doing this. It's always fun to dip into the nostalgia pool. Yeah, sometimes. absolutely. It's a good time. Um, so yeah, people uh, go check out what you're doing. You, you were doing a Twitch stream the other day of playing a Pokemon game with one controller, but two different Pokemon games at once. And I have no idea how you set that shit up, but it seems ridiculous. So yeah, uh, like you have to be innovative with Pokemon. Otherwise exactly, it can't be fun anymore. Yeah, that's like ninety percent. So of... Hey, let's just play two different games with like, one controller and see how bad it goes. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great idea. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find us in all the usual places. We're on iTunes, we're on uh, YouTube. Uh, you can follow the podcast Twitter, which is at TNL Podcast. You can follow me, at LordNBZ, uh, and, and give us a review on iTunes. We'll be back with uh, regularly scheduled programming uh, with episode 98. Uh, but yeah, if you're one of those people who haven't finished Zelda yet, or just didn't want to listen to our spoiler cast, then I hope you enjoyed this as a bonus extra podcast, and uh, we should do this again sometime. And uh, Nick, it would be good to have you back on the real podcast uh and see if uh bali can join us as well so uh and oh then i have to admit that bali actually exists i know <laughs> it's I'm terrifying still, i'm still i still have a little bit of a an inkling that he may be an imaginary friend yeah but. yeah we'll see the, the, the true the true test will come uh but uh, until then thank you everyone for listening and uh we'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>